Hey, uh, it's season two. Oh, wow. We're in season two of the show, officially. Can you believe it? I love it. I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, we only did like half a season for the first season. That's true. We started in the middle. Mid-year. I also feel a bit like it's like we're living in like a dystopian nightmare and I don't I don't know what yeah. day or time it is. Anymore. I don't know. I don't no know. Cons- lost all, I've lost all sense of time. Like so, everyone said, everyone said that at the beginning of the pandemic, like in like April, not yeah, like April, May. They're like, I don't know what day it is. So cute back then. We were so the cute. Pandemic, and I here feel we like I've like my mind is just like like I'm not wearing makeup, but I'm like I don't fucking care. Like, I mean, I just like I wearing- can't wearing more makeup for some reason you yeah like i i really got into eyeshadow palettes it's been a whole it's maybe it's because like now i have to cover myself from the the nose down so now my eyes have become my my artist's canvas i was into eyeshadow palettes like in like april and may and june and stuff and then like i just i've lost it like I started with no makeup, no bra. Like I was like, I'm never wearing a bra again. And then I got back. I got into wearing makeup again, and now I'm back. I, I and, and now I'm back to wearing no bra. Okay. So it's makeup, no bra. I wear a bra if I'm like on Zoom, but if I'm not on Zoom, then I I wear like rags. Like- also, can we talk about how fabulous is that? A jumper? Is that the jumper, or is that a shirt? It's a shirt. I thought you had the sequin jumper as well, but is this is a shirt? A, a sequin oh. jump, jumper? God, I thought you had a... Was that from a show we did? Anyway, I just want to draw attention to how beautiful your beautiful shiny shirt. Oh. Oh my God, is it a dress? It's a shirt. It's a oh, wrap it's a- shirt. It's a wrap top. God, you look gorgeous. Thank you. I It has shoulder pads, like legit, like, like two inch so- shoulder pads. Like a like the most fabulous cocktail waitress slash businesswoman. Oh my gosh! So no, I had no I, reason to wear midcast before. It's to see the shirt that Sarah's wearing right now. So I'm wearing it because this movie is an awesome a a a a eighties themed movie, and this is in like an awesome eighties type shirt. So. You know what? You nailed it. Mm-hmm. By it's it's a blue like. Would you, what kind of material would you call that? It's shiny. It's very it's shiny. Sparkly. It's shiny material. Um, well, you look fabulous. Thank you. Um, so do you. Your may, may, makeup looks so good. And Nicole's wearing a Pulp you. Fiction tee. I am. It has nothing to do with the movie that we're watching at it's all. It's actually the exact wrong film. It's the exact wrong film. I, no one in this movie was involved with Pulp Fiction in any way. Um, Although there were a lot of people involved in this film. So that's surprising. A ton of people. None of them were involved in Pulp Fiction. Well. Do you think? That none of, well, I mean, I suppose if we wanted to like do like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon, which you literally could do because Kevin Bacon is literally in this movie, we're beating around the bush. Welcome to the Adam and Andy podcast, season two. Duh. Part deux, if you're if you're in the French 
what was the name of this competition they were in? Tour de France. The Tour de France. Tour um, de France. We, we, yes. Yeah, so we're talking about Tour de Pharmacy today. And Kevin Bacon is in this movie among, along with many others. Uh, many. But of course, uh, I am one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And here at the Adam and Andy podcast, we are staving off the quarantine depression and just general just dread that we're all feeling. The malaise. By only watching Adam Driver and Andy Sandberg movies. So today's film is Tour de Pharmacy. It is starring question mark, bananas. Starring question mark Andy Samberg. He's not really in this movie very no. much, but he's in it. He's in it. He's one of the fab five. Uh, yeah. So Tour de Pharmacy um, is what we'll be talking about today. Um, yeah, the, this was a bonkers movie. I'm looking forward to discussing it with you. I'm looking forward to making some comparisons between this film and the film we watched in season one, um, sorry, which was. You repeat, sorry, could you repeat that? I, I didn't hear what you just said. I'm looking forward to talking about this movie as well as talking about uh, the movie we watched from season one, Seven Days in Hell. Yes, Seven Days in Hell. Yes. I like this one more. I, I'd love to, I'm going to reserve, I'm going to reserve my, my okay. verdict on that until after we get through a little Adam and Andy news. So would you like to talk about a little Adam and Andy news for 2021? Sure. Now, we just recorded pretty recently that uh, Force Awakens episode, I guess it was two weeks ago. Was that? It feels like it was yesterday. Feels like it was last month, which it was technically last month. It was. The last week of uh, January. Uh, So there, I don't have a ton of new news. Uh, So what do you want first? The Adam news or the Andy news? Adam. All right. So I don't, again, don't have much. Uh, Presumably Adam is somewhere being fabulous and shooting stuff. Uh, Probably working on 65, getting ready to work on that new Noah Bombeck picture. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit more about Annette, which we touched on briefly in the last episode, uh, but we didn't, I didn't talk about it too much. Um, So Annette, uh, which I have some more information on because I was really just kind of uh, pulling it out of my butt last time. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't really prepared to talk about Annette. I was just kind of pulling things from memory. But so Annette is the musical that I had told you about, Mm -hmm. which Adam shot that was supposed to be released in 2020, but they delayed it. It was supposed to premiere at Cannes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, but it was delayed. So it's now premiering at Cannes this year. So it will premiere in March at Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival in 2021. You're making a face. I'm just like, guys, like, get, get give it, get it, like, get over it. Like, just release it online. Like, don't. Like the pandemic is going to be going on for a while. Like, sure. I don't know. I'm just like, well, can might be virtual. Was it virtual this year? I think it was or 2020. It was virtual, right? Then why didn't they do it then? They wanted to do it in a theater. Now there are theaters are open again. I, you know, I don't know. I, I won't, I, I'm not going to be going to can either way, but the sooner they release it, the sooner I can see it. But the goal is, they want to be, they want to release it in at the can, like physically at the can film festival, I guess. I mean, or they, I don't, I don't expect them to uh, wait any longer. I disapprove. Than they already had. Keep so going. Sarah is wagging her finger at the production team or the, mm-hmm. the 
marketing team. I don't really know yeah. how to blame for that. The, the distribution team. Uh, speaking of which, the director is, gosh, I wish I could have your help with this because you actually, uh, I, I, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Lee, Leos Carax or Carax or Carazo. I don't know. I'm not really sure how to pronounce his name, but, and I apologize. I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not familiar with his work. Anyway, he is, uh, he is actually a very well-known director of, uh, this is his English language debut. Obviously, uh, I am ignorant, uh, not well known enough to me and, and my ignorant self who's mispronouncing his name. Um, it is a musical starring Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard, who uh, I also mispronounced her name in the last no, thing. So yeah. I guess this is becoming a neglections corner. Is Did what you this ever is. watch um, her Edith Piaf uh, biopic? No, um, I did see her in Inception, which I did love. You should watch great. the Edith Piaf biopic. It's very good. She plays her. What's that and- called? Uh, is it sad? Uh, yeah, it's about her life. It's about this the singer's life, and the singer's life is very sad. Um, I'm not really in for sad. I'm really not really in for sad right yeah, now. Yeah, just wait, wait a few years. Sad. I'm wait gonna have to wait. Years. I'm gonna have to wait. I'm there's too many emotions, too many real life emotions happening right now. Uh, so uh, just so just, I didn't. I also wanted to give you the full premise here. So, uh, Annette again is a musical. The film tells the story of a provocative stand-up comedian played by Adam Driver and his wife, the world-famous a world-famous soprano, which who's played by Marianne Cotillard. Uh, their glamorous life takes an unexpected turn when their daughter Annette is born, a girl with a unique gift. Sarah made a face. A unique what, what, gift. What kind of unique gift is that? Well, I guess that's the thing is we don't know based on this information i'm waiting for can we get a trailer can we get something are we gonna have to wait until can to get the trailer even anyway uh so that's i'm also wagging my finger at whoever came up with that log line you don't like the log line you they should go back to the drawing board gift that is not enough information i think they're being deliberately cagey about it it does but what i'm saying is that it doesn't make me want to know no more it doesn't make you want to know it more. It doesn't make me want to know more because it's not enough information to interest me. All honestly, Sarah, all they had to say is blah 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 played by Adam, Adam Driver, Driver. And that's all I need to know. So to be honest. You're right. You're right. And they already have Co- Cotillard is very good. She's as well. a fantastic actor. So mm-hmm. I'm Adam Driver in a musical and they can both sing too, So I don't fucking care what it's about. It could be about yeah. them eating Twinkies on on a porch swing and I'd watch That's it. True. Somebody please write a musical for Adam Driver where he eats Twinkies on a porch swing with his like a like it'll his he'd make the Twinkies look so small in his giant hands. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's all my Adam news. So I'm sorry I don't have a lot this week. Uh Andy news. Uh so sad, a little sad. Uh it's not sad. It's not that big of a deal. There's worse things going on. I'm such a range of emotions right now. I don't know what to talk about because yesterday there was an insurrection at the Capitol and I just like, I don't even know if life makes sense anymore. Anyway, it doesn't. I just yeah. had to throw that out there. Yeah. Sorry if my jokes are a little off, uh, but I'm just confused about what's funny and what's not mm-hmm. right now. Me too. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, Andy 
it, of course, is in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which has been filming in L.A. Uh, the filming of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, along with many other sh- uh, film and TV programs, has been delayed uh, due to a sur- a COVID surge in L.A. So L.A. is experiencing a surge in COVID like right cases. now. Right now. Uh, and so filming on Brooklyn Nine-Nine has been delayed, uh, or, or I guess is on hiatus until the 18th of January. It's bad. It's bad here in Georgia, too. I don't know how much we've mentioned this on the show, but we are, uh, Sarah and I are based out of Georgia, and uh, it is a fucking hellscape. Uh, you, you can't go, you can't get into a hospital right now. So, anyway. No matter what you have. Uh, so don't develop any issues. Don't have a hard, hard sure. attack. Don't, you know. Yeah, but keep going to those barbecues. Yeah, uh, good job. Because good job, all you guys who had to, who just had to have a normal Christmas in quotations. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, I feel like this is getting a little dark. So yeah. let's let's. Uh, I'd like to go to a quote. So other things that are going on with Andy. Andy has been doing a lot of interviews and Zoom interviews and whatnot. Uh, about Palm Springs. So he's been making oh. the rounds uh, for Palm Springs, uh, which is getting a little bit of awards buzz, as we said nice. a couple of shows ago. Uh, so the LA Times did a piece this week talking about Palm Springs. And I just thought you might want to hear, let me see if I can find it. There's a quote here um, that I thought you might enjoy. So I thought I'd read that. So this is a quote from Andy. Uh, you can tell a lot about a person based on the rom-coms they connect with they connect with for me it's the ones that are a little messier i like when harry met sally and always be my maybe the ones that feel real where you can see the time spent together and the shorthand and delighting in one another's peculiarities i agree with that i didn't i didn't see always be my my maybe i I think i started to watch it but then i i I didn't who's in that one um, it has, she did something, Cobra, baby co- Cobra, like she's a stand-up comedian. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes. Her name. Yes. It'll come God to me. It. I love yeah. her. I and, love, and, yes. And the man is also, and I forget his name, but he's also a really good. Yes, he's great. I love them. I mean, they're yes. great. I just, it was just like a weird day. I just didn't happen to fit, 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 finish it. But well, um, I'm I gonna, do, now I'm going to go watch that, Andy. When Harry Met Sally is one of those. I'm so sorry. I'm yawning. Well, Harry Met Sally is one of those classic rom coms. I think it's like a Nora Ephron. Yes. Uh, yep. 80s, 70s. And Rob Reiner directed. Yes. It has Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. And oh, I've seen that one, Sarah. I'm not living under a rock. Well, for people who haven't heard it, I guess. Are there people, I mean, am I so old that I can't conceive of this? Are there people, sorry, I just bumped my desk in indignation with my feet. Uh, It was before my time and I'm 32. Sure. But are there people who don't know about When Harry Met Sally? Like, sure. that is in their 20s and below. Pantheon. Okay, I. Oh, all right, all right. The only reason I Have know about you, it is be, the only reason I know about it is because my dad is a film buff, and he shared me shared with me all these different films that were not part of my my gen, 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 generation. Is when Harry met Sally still relevant? 
or have you never heard of this movie, tweet at us at AdamandyPod. Let us know. Uh, I'm I I don't watch as you know I don't really watch rom coms. Uh, but I feel like I just kind of assumed everybody knew about when Harry met Sally. So I saw it when I was a kid, and I've I was like, it. "Oh, this is great!" But then I saw it again a few years ago, like a couple years ago, and I was like, "This is Billy, bullshit." Billy Crystal's kind of a dick in He's that a movie. Dick, dick. It's a big dick. Should we watch that for the other show, the Feminine Mistake yes. Podcast? Yes. I think it's. By the way, we do another show. Discussing. We do another show called the Feminine Mistake Podcast. It's actually we're actually going into season five. Ooh. I know. Uh, so if you like us uh, on a day when we're not talking about the insurrection that happened yesterday, um, check us out. Uh, we're also we also do a show called the Feminine Mistake Podcast. OK, that's all my Adam and Andy news. That's all I got. OK. From the Newswire. The old paper boy. That's all I got. Uh, paper per, per person, Nicole. Paper person. Sorry. Paper. That was no, lame. Fine. I, it's I, not. I can't tell how I'm doing. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I don't know what's I fun. get it. It's funny. It's a weird time. It's a strange time. It's a strange time. Uh, and in the strange time, I think it only fitting that we talk about this really strange movie, Tour de Pharmacy. Are it's you ready? It's really strange. It's re- really great. Yes. Yes. Uh, so Tour de, Tour de Pharmacy, 2017, directed by... Jake Shamansky, 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 and written by Murray Miller. Same team behind uh, Seven Days in Hell. Same writer director combo. Yep. And Murray Miller, I believe, is, I believe Murray Miller is friends with Andy, his friend from camp. He must be because this script, it's it's so Andy like it's I was surprised that he didn't write this yes all the the interesting macho male humor the dude humor reminds me of the type of stuff that he he likes to write that's a good point um and I think it's uh there's a lot of comparisons here to be made between this film, Tour de Pharmacy, and uh, Seven Days in Hell, of course, are both sp- sports parody movies. Basic premise behind Tour de Pharmacy is that there's uh, a huge scandal surrounding the Tour de France. Uh, and then we get down to five rider- riders. We follow them on their journey. Uh, and also there's some stuff about uh, doping and uh, in, in cycling. Mm-hmm. Is a big part of the movie as well, and that's basically the premise: is like who's going to run the race, who's going to dr- who's going to get kicked out because of drugs, uh, uh, and that's that's pretty much that's pretty much the premise. Um, where do you want to start, Sarah? Where would you like to so start? I would like to start by telling you that the Tour de France is one of the very few sports events that I've ever had to watch. Like. So in my house, had to watch or wanted to watch, had to watch. So well, not I mean I wasn't like tied down and f- like with my eyes like. So it was like it was like, it was like Clockwork Orange at your house. Your dad no. strapped you to a chair, and was like, "We are watching the Tour de France today." No, okay. So my dad loves sports, mm-hmm. and he always wanted to watch sports. But our family, we just don't like sports. But we okay. did let him get away with having us watch the Olympics. And the right. Tour de France. I, I remember you guys wa- are big fans of the We're big s- skating Olympics. Yes, yes, we love we love the Olympics, or at least I I love the, the the Olympics. I don't know about my mom, but um, 
Yeah. So, and also the Tour de France. He always okay. will watch that. So you've so, seen the Tour de France. I've seen the entire Tour de France. I've listened to him talk about expl- explaining the strategies and like how they, like they discuss in this film, how you try to stay behind everyone and like stay in a line so okay. that you don't, you don't get the wind, 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 wind resistance. Right, there was like the dr- whole draft thing. Yeah. Drafting. And so they make a yeah. joke in this that's about like, no one wants to s- stay mm-hmm. in the front. So they just like try to go as slow as possible. Cause that is true that like they will, they don't want to go faster than they need to. Cause they want to conserve their energy anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so this was like right in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. This was like tailor made for you. So you've already said that you like this movie more than Seven Days in Hell. Yes. Cool. Uh, any? Do you want to tell? Would you like to tell us why, or do you want to just let it sort of reveal itself? I mean, I think I like some of the jokes a little more. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, they both have very crazy Premises, sexual yeah. oh yes hu- hu- humor, but I think I just like the the specific jokes in this just slightly more. Especially because I would think because you're you like the tour de France, so uh, this was like a thing that totally spoke to you because you've watched this That's true sporting event. And but it's also the thing. the jokes that that I liked didn't have anything to do with the tour de France, so okay. so they were just they just I just happened to let, like them more. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I guess I'd like to start. I'd like to point out that this movie starts with a death, whereas the last movie ended. With, with a death. death. Two deaths. Two deaths. So at the end of uh, Seven Days in Hell, uh, I don't remember their names, but Andy and um, uh, and uh, Kit Harrington, Kit Harrington. Uh, kill each other. Simultaneously <laughs> clubbed each other with a racket and then died and were buried together. That was how the other movie ends. <laughs> and this one begins with Orlando Bloom, who I fully did not recognize for at least the first third of the movie so i saw that he was top b- b- billing in this so i was like i was on the the hunt mm-hmm. i was like looking for Orlando bloom and i saw i was like is that only did not recognize him he told they they put like a a goatee on him i don't know what it was put, like and he had he had a, a french accent like a really weird country french accent it was so weird how did he combine country and french but it was it worked for me uh he he looked like Guy Fieri's like uh, long lost French cousin. Yes, it was very he was strange. So great, he disappeared into the role. He really did. He just fully transformed into. Let's see. I think I wrote everybody's. Did I write everyone's names down? I, I feel think like I, I did. did. He played Juju Pepe. Juju, yes, he played Juju. Uh, so the film begins with Juju having a, a drug induced heart attack on his bike, and then. Right, continuing to just his dead body, just like a corpse, just riding the bike, and then he goes, off, he a goes off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. So I also, just thought it was interesting. His dick is out. Oh yeah, his dick is out. Like he relieved himself, and I loved how he the narrative was like, like spraying everywhere. Like, you no, know, and it was like which they actually do, which that is not something that my dad oh, told really? me about. You don't well, see no, it. The, you don't. You don't the, see the narrator. No, I'm saying. The narrator, who was John Hamm, by by the way, hello. Was that um, John Hamm? I that didn't John even realize Hamm. that. Oh my god, I didn't know Hamm was. They have this. everyone like every Literally single every- role in this is played by someone like big. It's so funny. <sighs> they did. Um, they packed that cast. So my dad did not tell me that they 
pee on the bike. So I was like, oh, when the narrator was like, which they actually do, you know, he was really le- 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 leaving himself. And so um, did your dad just, watch this with you? No. Yes, 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 yes. My whole thing. Fa- 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 family did and my mom didn't recognize or 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 or, or land bloom the entire time so what and did your dad think of this movie he, he liked it he thought it was cool f- funny yeah um cool all right so what's your next thing or should we talk about the writers should we go through each of yeah. the writers yeah. okay so we talked about juju who do you want to talk about next there's slim robinson be still my heart Slim Played Robinson, by David Diggs, who was I, in Hamilton. I he is an angel sent from heaven, and I love him. I love and him, and I just like look. I know this is a podcast about Andy Samberg, and I adore Andy, and he's wonderful. But I think David Diggs. David stole this fucking movie. He stole it. Just snatched it right out from under him. He, I couldn't not. I couldn't. I could like. I you can't not look at him when he's like on screen he's so good lovely and just like effortless and just like funny but also just like so charismatic i loved him i loved slim so he's like jackie robinson's grandson or something the character nephew nephew and he's so all the riders we didn't mention this when we well i guess juju's not included in in the older actors because he died uh but all of the uh younger actors because of course this film the bulk of the action takes place in like 82 and so they're showing them in present day and so uh slim is played by danny glover and glover oh my yeah. gosh and he's in great and they put this wig wig on him that looks <laughs> to make it <laughs> look like david diggs wig i know it was insane um <laughs> so that's slim uh and then we've got i the, maybe is he the only one who's not on drugs or it seemed like maybe, or did they say, I feel like Juju was accusing everyone of being on drugs, but I feel like Juju did admit to taking drugs. Ju- well, Juju died of drugs, but, and right, we know he- that I think just about everybody else was on drugs. Yeah. Basically. I think, I think he was, he was on drugs because at the very end, um, Slim said something about extra blood. Right, 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 right. Okay, so everybody was cheating. Okay, uh, then we've got uh, Marty. Marty Haas, the Nigerian. Mm. That was, I was questionable. I was, I was uncomfortable for for a moment until they actually brought in uh, Adewale. Uh, I don't remember his last name, but he was an actor on Lost, uh, yeah. who is Nigerian. Oh, and the fact God, that... Marty. I know, that, that whole a bit of them talking about what it like I actually I at first I was like if this is just a joke about the white guy representing Nigeria I'm I don't like it but yeah because I feel like the joke was white people always take stuff like and and co-opt it as theirs yeah and it's stupid and it sucks and that was the joke and so I was like cool but also he's like rich and entitled and yeah. completely out of touch with blood die 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 yeah I mean, he's like just like of him as a toddler holding playing like the with diamond. the diamonds uh the so it was you know I, it was unexpected take on that character it was not what i was expecting them to put him in as but he was still sort of playing this like he was kind of playing this doofy doofy likable 
trust fund yeah. baby. And, like, he like basically. quoted the song Africa. Okay, the fact that they brought that in, knowing that like I have so many friends who are like that fucking song is so fucking stupid. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm I am on on board with this. I feel like that character could have crossed over into oh, this is just not this is very problematic. But I think they yeah. were lampooning the right thing, which they is stupid entitled white person who uh is uh you know uh. The po- like, of course, in this incredibly white sporting event, you know, uh, representing in quotations uh, the country of Nigeria. So I thought that was yeah. funny um, for that reason. And, and he did his his voice, his like uh, his uh, awesome dude voice. Yeah, he was like kind of stupid, yeah. you know, like he's like rich and stupid. What was he saying that he was like, I'm a, you know, when they're sometimes they're out of nerds and I like they have to ship them in. And I'm like, Dad, I want nerds. And he was just like, you know, very, yeah. 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 So, uh, not a whole lot of Andy in this movie. Not a whole lot. No. My I bet th- he's, moments he's of thirst, there. I had to like, I had to like scour a little tough. for my thirsty moments. There's just a lot of actors in this film and they're all kind of given their moments. And I think yeah. Andy was part of an ensemble. It wasn't like, Seven Days in Hell was like Andy and Kit, it, there, and then there mm-hmm. was other people around him. It was like there was a very large supporting cast, mm-hmm. and they were kind of given trying to give everybody their moment. But each person really did have their own storyline. Uh, so if we're going to talk about Marty, I think we should also talk about Adrian, Adriana Baton, um, who is now. This is one where I had a little bit more trouble deciding how I felt about the setup of this character because mm. we have a woman. Who dresses like a man. But the young version is played by a man. Which is played by a man. And Freddie Highmore did a fine job. Freddie Highmore did a fine job, but I just, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything else yet. How did you feel about that? Yes, there's a long running tradition of women. uh, Well, mostly, uh, more specifically, although women certainly dress as men in comedy. uh, But a very long tradition of men dressing as women in comedy. That is very... Uh, a long tradition but i i i'm like but why couldn't there be like why did it i don't know i always have to ask myself i have to ask myself if, is that the joke are we just laughing because a man is dressing is like dressing a as a woman like a man which is not funny it's fu- like it's fucking stupid like you know like uh are we poke like is this a thing that is poking fun because they even I, I they also use the term cross-dressing at one point which is a a problematic outdated term that i don't i don't want to hear did in comedy say, anywhere anymore in reference to 1982 they though i think somebody used that term during the interview okay yeah was it an old per per per, per no no i don't think so um it's just I don't know. How yeah. did you feel about that? Well, I was like, oh, that's a that's a man. Like I was like, why why do they have but a man? Is that the that joke? Part? That is obviously right. the joke, why, right? The joke is that the woman who is playing a man is actually played by a man. How is that a joke? Also, why can't why can't the joke be a woman trying to masquerade as a man but is doing such a poor job of it, at it yeah. that it's obvious that she's not a man? That's yeah. funnier to me because now you're yeah. just laughing at 
a man dressing as a woman, which is a old, tired, bullshit joke to me. Yeah. yeah. You know? Uh-huh. So I, it, I almost think it's funnier to have her fly under the radar and nobody nobody see that she's a a woman but it's very obvious to us that's funnier to me yeah and there's a lot of comedic actresses you could have put Kristen Wiig in that role or Mm -hmm. you know um Kate McKinnon or really Mm -hmm. anyone Kate McKinnon yeah um I don't know I just I just wanted to bring that up because that was one thing where I was like "Mm." Yeah. And Freddie Highmore did a fine job. Uh, but I just don't like that old tired bullshit. Yeah. Of, oh, the joke is it's a man dressed as a woman. That's not a fucking, that's a stupid fucking joke. <laughs> you know? And I'm yeah. just going to say it. So it's a weak, lazy joke. Yeah. Anyway, I can say that because I'm in comedy. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, so that was also, Adrian. Adrian is played by Binoche? Juliette Binoche in okay. in the uh, in the flash forwards or whatever yes. you want to call them. Oh, and Marty. We didn't even say Marty's played by Jeff Goldblum. We totally glossed over that. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. My second in command for God. stealing the show, maybe. Second in command. Second in command for. Oh also, my gosh. Did Jeff Goldblum make me a little thirsty? Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. He did. You know what? He's a silver fox and he can get it. Okay. Jeff Goldblum can get it. He is aged into being a gorgeous weirdo and I love it. I'm just going to put that right out there. Sarah yeah. does not agree. He's like my dad's age or something or older. Sarah, I think Jeff Goldblum could rock your world if you just open your mind to it. He's like a cute old man. He's like a sweet little, like adorable. He's, like, he's not a like a grandpa, adorable. although he might literally be a grandpa. I don't know. I'm not. A, I don't know his family. Oh, you're gonna look it up. But he's not like a. He's not like Barney Fife or something for crying out loud. Anyway, I, uh, I as always, Jeff Goldblum, very funny. Always how what he's a grandpa. Yeah, whatever. Get, grandpa, you know what? Grandpa can get it. I don't care. He's 68. I don't fucking care. He's my mom's age. I feel like he could teach me things, though. Like maybe things I didn't know, but maybe wanted to know, but maybe wasn't sure if I could ask about. You know what I mean? I love that. All right. Uh, moving on. I think we've got we've got Gustav. Ditters played mm-hmm. by something Sena. John John Cena so I don't think there could be like those two are honestly matched the best in terms of flash forward and flashback uh John Cena and Dolph Lundgren (laughs) just uh so uh John Cena playing the I guess the very obvious doper yeah although I he was he was actually injecting himself with cheetah blood right but they couldn't tell if he that was a very funny joke whether he was saying cheetah or cheater that was actually pretty great (laughs) i was trying to eat my dinner and drink my drink when Mm -hmm. we were watching that and i took a drink right when it flat the screen was like him like screaming and the the saliva and then his face turns into a cheetah and i nearly died (laughs) like i I nearly actually like choked like 
they, I was actually at that point. It was so bad. My like my choking was so bad that we had to stop the movie and wait for me to f- finish eating before we played it again. Everyone it was, was concerned. So, it was so unsafe, Nicole. I could have died. It was unsafe. Like, this movie almost killed you. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> this movie should come with a warning. Do not eat. Do not eat while you watch this movie. While you watch it. Um. Yeah. I, John Cena was funny. Uh. He was funny. Dolph Lundgren was funny. I like the weird hairdo that they gave him. Um, anything to say about? I don't have a lot to say about Gustav. Um, I loved when he was going really fast, like when he was like, mm. and he was like, ah, it's like, like I can go fast. So funny, just like his giant frame on this like teeny bike, just like ah. I actually can we stop for a moment and just uh, ask ourselves like how exhausting it must have been to film a movie where you have to be on a fucking bike the whole time, like. A bikes are not like that's work. I feel like it would like as like Andy was on that bike for a long time. You he must have been right. Like he must have spent yeah. almost the entire movie riding a bike. And James Marsden, which we haven't discussed yet. I know. I was just about to get there. Rex, Austin, James the Marsden, Rex Honeycut. And you know what? James Marsden is a delight. And they they tried to make him unattractive, but they did not succeed. <laughs> No. there's so much so there's so much sauce like there's so much hot man sauce in this movie i don't even know what to do oh this movie God. is saucy i just loved it because he had a mic the whole time and was like like one hand on the mic one hand on the ha- handlebars and his bike was not a, a no bike. it was like a, a like a bike you'd wear to to like throw n- newspaper pay, pay, he was like, like a bike you like, ride to the trader joe's in yeah and he was just like and i loved the joke where like it was like he had to register to ride and he had done the entire thing and should mm-hmm. like to interview them and then at the end he was like and i think i think i think i, I might win it i'm gonna race <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny yeah no that was great he was great james marsden uh been enjoying him on the stand He's in the the stand miniseries, uh, so it's nice to see him in a little bit more of a lighthearted role. So but yeah, so that's our um, main cast, and but we also need to talk about Kevin Bacon. Yeah, so Kevin Bacon. So this movie is one zero degrees from Kevin Bacon because he's in this movie, and I didn't. Did you write the character's name down? Yes, Dittmer Clerken. Right. Actually, my one of my favorite parts of this whole movie was the bloopers of Danny Glover trying Danny to Glover. say that character's like, name. Like, Dittmer Clerker. Over and over again, and he just can't get it right. Um, yeah, so he plays like a... I don't, was he like the commissioner of the race or something? And he was so, in debt, yes. so... And he was in debt, so he asked... This. He asked, or like told... He black blackmailed everyone who was in the race with 170 guys mm-hmm. saying like pay me fifty five fifty thousand dollars to claim that you are not do- do- doping well, or I will test kill you them, right to, to not, not drug so he wouldn't them. drug drug test them uh, or I'm gonna kill you and so like all of them paid him fifty thousand dollars except for these five except for the Fab Five also which i love the joke where like they got someone from the the actual the famous fab five (laughs) see i kept thinking of again because i'm old i kept thinking of the fab four the beatles so i didn't get the fab five joke Uh, basketball yeah i got that uh but uh, i didn't get it right away 
um, because I was thinking of the Beatles because I'm fucking old. Um, and I watched and I've seen when Harry Met Sally and I think of the Beatles when I hear Fab Five. So gauge that with whatever you're however you want to about my my uh, the elderliness of me. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm 68 uh, years old and I am perfectly matched for Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I am a ripe peach in his eyes. Okay. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm not 68. I don't know why I felt the need no. to explain that to people. She is 38. I can't even believe you said that with a straight face. You don't really, you know, I'm not 38, right? I know. <laughs> She's 41. I'm 40. I'm, I'm actually Sarah. I'm 40 because the last year was uh, 2020 was a MacGuffin and we all get to do that year over. Okay. So I am only 40 and uh, I will turn 41 later this year pending how the rest of the year goes. So I am only 25 then. Okay. That's fine. I'm ex- okay. I accept that. Just kidding. Uh, we There's one last person we didn't talk about and that is the secret interview guy that isn't so secret well there are a couple more but yes let's talk about lance armstrong lance armstrong lance um, armstrong who can f- act or at least play him- he can play yeah, himself he can play himself um i thought it was very funny at first but i think they should have used him less because the more i saw him the more i thought about w- the fact that he like he's a lying liar liar who lied to everyone like seeing him like once or twice i was like huh that's funny he's joking about how he shouldn't be talking about doping uh because you know he got caught doping but then the more i saw him i was like uh now i'm just being reminded of it and it makes me not like you because like, you're actually not a good person so but also like everyone was do- doing it too so it wasn't just him it was the entire system that was like fucked up and that was the the joke about this film sure. is that the whole system. And so he was just like the person who happened to win a lot. Sure. But he but also was, was selling. He was selling. I don't want to get into a whole diatribe about Lance Armstrong, but I'm gonna. So it wasn't just the bi- cycling, though. He made a whole empire out of telling people how to be healthy and mm. and 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 being a poster child for the survivor and people were wearing bracelets with his, with that said true. live strong. And he had this whole website about how to be healthy and eat. How he had this whole empire built on health and it was a lie. That's true. Like people, there are people out there who looked up to him. Yeah. Uh, who probably were struggling with their health or struggling with a cancer diagnosis or whatever. And they looked up to him. I- I'm just saying like, it just sucks when your heroes. My dad addictions. did. When I mean, he watched the Tour de France a lot, and like he, and at the time that he was, he watched that a lot. He, my my dad was very fit and was cycling. I remember you told um, me that a lot. Um, and then when it found out, when when we found out about Lance Armstrong, it was like, ah, what? And you know, I laughed. I laughed the first couple scenes, and my husband, uh, my husband Chris, who has never listened to this podcast. Or any of the other podcasts that we've ever recorded and never will. Um, he's a cyclist. Like he is mm-hmm. devoted. Cyc- cycling helped him to uh, turn his health around. And he loves it very deeply. And I, he doesn't watch the Tour de France or anything like that. But he was getting really into doing triathlons and stuff 
uh, before the pandemic and now he can't swim because he can't go to a pool to practice. Um, so that, and, and he can't go to triathlons either. So that, that's a whole separate subject. But uh, I was sitting there watching these scenes with Lance Armstrong. And after about the third scene, he was like, you know, fuck that guy. He's like, that guy is a piece of shit. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? He is a piece of shit. Fuck Lance Armstrong. And I think that if they had just put him in twice, I would have laughed. And then I wouldn't have bothered thinking about how Lance Armstrong is a dipshit that lied to not just the wasn't just part of a lying system, but was part of a whole lying empire. That's true. Anyway, I've so I think about they used the him too much. Stuff. Yeah, they maybe they should have sprinkled in a little bit of Lance as a joke, but not put him in so much. I didn't need that much. Lance. We get it. This is a joke about doping. The whole movie is. Yeah. But I don't need to see his face that many times. Yeah, I was actually surprised that he agreed to be involved. I mean, what does he have to lose at this point, Sarah? That's true. I'm sure they paid him to be in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that he can make fun of himself, question mark. He didn't seem to care that much about making, I don't know. He didn't seem to I mean, he is making fun of himself. Oh, he is, but like he... That's the whole joke. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder... I wonder what type of, of person he is. Like, I he's mean, a person who lies. Yeah, very convincingly. Do you think he's like a narcissist or a sociopath or something? Of course. I, okay. my, Chris was telling me that when he first uh, wrote that letter refuting the claims, he's like, it was so convincing. He was like, I believed him. Like, I believed that he was an honest person, and he was fucking lying to everyone, just like lying, 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 lying. Uh, anyway, uh, so Lance, uh, I could have done with less Lance, I think just because every, after a while, every time I saw him, I was like, uh, yeah. Also, I do want to mention briefly, Stu Ruckman, who was the current head of the world anti-doping agency who talked about, um, are you talking about Nathan Fielder? Yes. Who he, he, they, he had to try all the drugs that was hilarious and he like my favorite part was when he listed all the drugs that was in juju's system but it was like so big that the list of drugs was like covering up his three columns it was so funny and it was like obviously made up names and and yeah he he was i loved him him and um oh gosh why is my brain so old you know who i'm talking about no i actually did not like will forte's part at all it made me very uncomfortable made me deeply uncomfortable and not in a way that i that made me laugh it just in a way that i was like i hope this scene is over yeah it was really bad no uh 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 mike tyson mike tyson oh i can see her my woman my rudolph i love her i love her so much and she was so funny I love the part at the end where they're showing her pictures of all the sport, other sports as if she's athletes, never seen and she's any, like any other sports guy, you know, gobsmacked by how hot they all are. Like that was like amazing. Yeah, she's, she's so like, funny. A basketball player. What's a basketball player look like? Holy fuck. She's like, shit. She's like, that's a basketball player. Yeah, no, she was that's great. A football um, player. What's in his fucking pants? <laughs> <laughs> I adore her. I adore her so much. Um, okay. I, that's like, I think all the relevant characters. Um, what else you got on your list, Sarah? So, um, the Finnish credit card commercial for the milk commercial. Yes. Can we please talk about that for like an hour? 
Like endlessly, I could talk about this milk commercial. We had to pause it and then go back because we were like, we didn't understand this commercial. I don't think you were supposed to. I mean, to be honest, my Rudolph talked about how incomprehensible it was. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what's wrong with me, but it made perfect sense to me. I was like, oh, he dropped the milk, and as punishment, he had to eat her out. Duh! Like, is that but not how it is, is at your punishment? house? Why is it punishment though? Why is eating her out punishment? Because he spilled the milk. No, but why is it bad? Why? Why does he not want to? I'm not to? saying that eating a woman out is punishment. I'm saying that he obviously doesn't like it. And you can tell by the look on his it's face. So funny. He was like, the way he wiped his mouth off. I was like, honestly, okay, two jokes that were not, uh, there were missed opportunities. Number one, and I'm just going to say it because we already talked about it. At one point, they talked about um, how you have to get behind the lead guy to break the wind. <laughs> And I was like, obviously, there's a fart joke here. And they did it, make a fart joke. And I was like, missed opportunity. Okay. Second place where they missed an opportunity was to have milk all over his face when he pulls away and milk. wipes his face. Oh, my God. So why? Why do you? Why? Yes, he, he wiped his face. And that was very funny. But his face was bone dry. Bone dry. So not convincing. Yeah. Not convincing at all. And you're going to tell, like, this is HBO. You're going to tell me you can't pour milk on this man's face before he pulls away from her, from her crotch? I don't think so. So he should have had milk on his face. Yeah. But I did enjoy, uh, again, I love a, I love a movie where a woman will happily drink a frosty glass of milk while she gets eaten out. I think that's great. Good for her. Living her best life. I watched this with my parents and like, uh, we, they, we all were like, (gasps) Like when that when that happened, it was like ah no. Well, I, it made perfect sense to me as a commercial for sure. Was it a commercial for milk? I I guess I the love, part where it's a commercial for banking was maybe confusing. I love when um it that was the part that was confusing. It it was you understood the joke, but you didn't understand how it was related to credit cards. Like that was the part that Got I was like, it. wait, what? I mean, I guess you know why you pay gotta, now when you can pay late, late, late later. It's like, well, what? How does that make sense for like what just happened? I guess that's the point. I mean, I can rationalize it in my head. Like every relationship is a system of checks and balances, is it not? It's a supply and demand. I'm just saying. Um. Yeah, um, the milk commercial was a highlight. I think. Of this movie. Yeah, that was. I could talk about it forever. Crazy. It was very dense. It was very humor dense. It was humor. It was a dense. It was dense humorish humor humor for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I also love like the a block d- of. It was like a block of French cheese. Yes. It was. Yeah. It's very dense. Um, I love the dance fight. The fight dance. The the where they all fall down. I mean, they do all fall down because Juju tries to molest a wo- 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 woman and then he falls and then everyone oh, yeah, falls was, down and then they start gross. to fight and then they start to dance fight and then Gustav picks up this guy with a t- tiny uh, pistachio nut and a dirty bird's nest as Lance Armstrong said. Um, yeah, the see-through <laughs> bodysuit with the dick. So first of all, I just want to say that we thought that Seven Days in Hell had lots of dicks. This movie was like, Hold my dick. Lots of dicks. So many dicks. But actually, Seven Days in Hell had a whole cartoon that was full of dicks. So this one actually this has one, less dicks. I, I mean, maybe a numerically less dicks, but no, there was 
I feel like there was a lot more than two dicks. There was Juju's dick, and then there was the Spanlon guy's dick. But then there was also like the bear getting the his dick sucked. Bear getting his dick sucked. There was right. just like a lot. There was like a whole lot of dicks. You need to watch this movie if you haven't, because then hearing Nicole say the bear getting his dick sucked, like that should. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Interest for sure. Go watch it. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to give you context for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, and horror like a little like they weren't dicks that i liked no i didn't care for those dicks they no. weren't dicks that i wanted to yeah, see like, like the dick <laughs> the juju's dick looked like a sausage or something it was like, like, a, limp, like it was it was a, a limp sausage it was a limp it wasn't even it didn't even look like a dick it looked like a like it was like a fake dick well, it was a fake dick. Uh, I whether or not the dick of the guy in the bodysuit was real, I cannot tell. It seems like maybe so it was real for him. It was real. It was so, so small, so tiny. <laughs> he had well, enormous balls. Tiny. I know. I'm sorry. It. I know it's cliche to joke about tiny dicks, but he had like huge balls. They were like enormous yeah. balls. He probably. They were probably just re- re- regular size balls. I don't. They seemed he had big a tiny to me. dick. No, yeah. I'm saying his dick was so t- tiny that they probably were like. Right, Do you think right, they digitally size? altered the size of his dick to make it? Funnier? I hope they did. I hope they did. I mean, that would be the kind be of sad. technology and comedy that we're looking for, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. It, there were just right like lots of dicks. John C. C. Cena's face too. That was like. Well, he's a wrestler. I'm sure he's used to dick and balls being in his face all the time. Like that's like. But unclothed, occupational hazard. Uh, you know, I mean, well, you could have slapped him in the face. It was unsheathed. It was sheathed, but very loosely sheathed. It was there no. was a thin. He oh yeah, that's right. That it ripped off. open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about. It's that. called Spanlon. Spanlon. That was pretty funny. Although, why again? Like, I appreciate the dick humor. For sure, but like, there's a lo- always uh, there's a lot of opportunities missed in these movies. I guess this is a, maybe this isn't a movie that's for me specifically, but it's like if you're gonna have you know, if you're gonna have a guy wearing a bodysuit with his dick out, why not show how popular that bodysuit is and just have some ladies with like the most giant bush you've ever seen, just like poking out of that nylon? Why can't we have ladies wearing the nylon bodysuit also? Because I think that's also funny. Yeah. It's not just funny when you see dicks through a mesh. It's also funny when you see Bush. I'm just saying, dicks and Bush are equally funny. That's true. Again, missed opportunity. Um, I guess it's because this was such a male-heavy movie. Maybe. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Um, but they, it didn't have to be. They made that choice. The they did have that. Here's, let me explain further why I did not like the Will Forte scene. Um, because I felt like there are hardly any women in this movie. And then you've got a woman reporter basically being asked and clearly not wanting to participate in shoving a baton up another man's ass. And it seemed very Mm -hmm. like she was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. The whole thing made me uncomfortable. I didn't like it. Yeah, there's so few women in this movie, yeah. and to like just have a woman there to have her like shove a baton up his ass, although we didn't see her do it. It's just she like, and do it. he's screaming, yeah. and she looks like 
unhappy and it made me unhappy and I didn't like it. I wanted yeah. that scene to be over quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And it went bad. on too long. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. Could have done without that scene. Yeah, that was uh that was upset setting for sure. I mean, I love Will Forte. And if you uh, want us something stuck in your ass, that is okay. There's nothing. I'm not talking about you specifically, at- Sarah. I'm talking about the royal you. No, yes, I know, I know. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with putting things in your ass. It's great. It's a great thing to do. But don't force someone to do it. But don't force other people to put things in your ass because that's unco- that makes me uncomfortable. She didn't want to. Want to? She yeah. didn't want to, and I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Also, do high doses of amphetamine make you? No, I think that horny? was. I don't think so. I think that was just a joke. Yeah. Um. All right. Um, Oof, boy. Slim meeting Fabian and right. just getting out of the race. So Slim leaves the race for a while. Uh, also, my children are screaming as they do. Um, so Slim leaves the race for a while to become a milk farmer. Is that the right term? A dairy da- farmer? Da- dairy farmer. I guess it's that milk specifically. Um, and I, I, I thought it, I, I was sad when he was gone. <laughs> yeah. I wanted him back, but I, I saw they were trying to whittle people down. So, yeah. Juju goes off the cliff. Uh, Gustav gets kicked out for uh, using cheetah blood. Che- che- cheetah. Uh, and then Slim uh, finds himself a lady and they go off to make dairy products together. And he's wearing like cut off shorts and all that stuff. Make dairy Sarah- together. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another time with the milk commercial, maybe? I don't know. Um but they did have him in cutoff shorts, and you know how I feel about cutoff shorts. You know how I feel about jorts. I'm mm-hmm. pro jorts. Pro jorts. Very pro jorts. I'm very pro jorts. So that was that was nice. Um, I didn't like that she didn't have a personality. She was just like beautiful w- w- woman. There you go. That's all you need to know. I She's know. Be- 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 beautiful. I agree. I didn't care for that either. Um, in fact, I'm just gonna say. I did not like this movie as much as Seven Days in Hell. Mm. I thought Seven Days in Hell was funnier. Um, also, there were a couple things that I've already mentioned, like uh, the um, Freddie Highmore playing Juliet Brunoche's character. Didn't love that. Thought there was an opportunity missed there to put in a funny comedic actress. I mean, you can even give her like huge tits. Like that can even be the joke. She has enormous tits because if you're going to have all these dick jokes, you can have some tits and dick jokes, right? Like, mm-hmm. so even just like give her enormous tits and it's insane that no one can tell that she's a woman. Um, but yet everyone thinks she's a man, whatever. That's yeah. fine. But like, I just, again, I did not, that's an old tired joke. Um, uh, Lance Armstrong, too much of him. Yeah. Uh, and just like, I think I got tired of this joke faster. Like if they had cut like the the whole the whole premise of the movie, uh, I think I got tired of it. Uh, they didn't sustain it; didn't sustain my interest as long as the Seven Days in Hell uh, did. Um, I'll, now we actually have not hardly talked about Andy at all in his storyline, which of course is that it comes down to him, Marty, and Adrian, or is it Adrian, or what is Adrian? Adrian. So, and they've had a love affair. 
And they, I actually thought it was, I thought the scene of their legs bouncing against the concrete was very funny. Uh, did enjoy that. So they go off, uh, and then they're, they tied their bikes together. And so they're like this, the last two of them left. And then ultimately Adrian sacrifices herself, uh, so that Marty can win by throwing herself at Rex because Rex, the reporter decides he's going to now participate in the race and they kill him. And she kills him. And then she gets 35 years in pri- 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 prison. And so, like, we cut to, like, um, she's like, I, I, I ne- 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 never saw Mar- Mar- Marty again. It's like, because I've been in pri- pri- prison this whole time. But again, it's like, I th- I think this movie, I look, I'm allowed to feel whatever I feel about this movie, right? Uh, maybe you watch this movie and it doesn't matter to you whether the female characters get as much comedy time or as the male characters, maybe you don't care about that, but I, but I do. I care about it. And I feel like the, that relationship was actually something I really liked in the movie. And I think you could have had an opportunity to like, why don't we cut back to Marty and get a little bit more? Like, how does Marty feel about not having seen her? Like, I don't think they really, I think they just, it was like. It, again, it made me feel like the joke was, isn't it funny that Freddie Highmore and Andy Samberg are going to go behind a rock and fuck? Like, that's the yeah. joke. Yeah. And like, you guys can do better than that. I just feel yeah. like. Yeah. I feel yeah, like you could do better. Like, she sacrificed herself for him and she got prit, 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 prison and he went on to have a life and. I, yeah. And like, but how does he feel about that? I'm sure there's like a joke there or at least like. Let's follow the thread of that story. Um, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with her being in prison. Like, again, it's like everything in this movie is very, it's very broad comedy. It's like, oh, his head hit the rock and he died. But they could have had some kind of reunion or we could have cut back to him and he could have been wistful or he could have been like, you know, I don't know what. Um, But it just seemed like that character got shortchanged. Yeah. And so did most of the women, most of the women in this movie, except for Maya Rudolph, who I think yeah. got really good lines and, a, and, and you know, got some really good comedic bits. But they didn't yeah. bother to put any, you're putting in all these like actor, like great actors in this movie. And they're, I just don't feel like they're affording the female characters in the movie the same. They're not treating them with the same reverence comedically yeah. as they are the male characters. That's all. That's that's, that's just it. And I think that that was clear to me in this movie. Uh, and it and and I didn't like it, and I so I think that made me like this movie less. And that's just how I yeah. feel about any movie I watch. About when I see female characters being kind of shortchanged, you know. Yeah. And there just wasn't enough Andy in this movie for me. <laughs> like if there yeah. had been more Andy, like I hated that's my boy. Like that movie was a pile of garbage on top of a garbage pile. But there was a, a lot of Andy in it, and so I enjoyed it because I got to have enough Andy to s- kind of sustain me. And his the, his charm to to get me through that movie. I didn't like the movie, but I liked him in it. And there just wasn't that much Andy, and he didn't really he didn't he didn't wasn't given that much to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's probably why I didn't like this movie as much as the other movie, which I actually enjoyed. Seven, Seven Days in Hell wasn't my favorite movie that we've watched, but I I did laugh a lot, and I think I enjoyed that one more. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I feel like. I guess I felt like Seven Days in Hell was much more t- 
toxic masculinity. And like this had, I think because it had fee, fee, female characters like at all, even though they were shortchanged, I was just like glad to see them there at all. And some days in hell, like didn't, I, I, you know, I think that's fair. I, I think for me, the toxic masculinity was being satirized. Whereas I think that the masculinity in this movie, I think it was also being satirized, but I don't, I feel like the women characters were not treated. Like, I don't think the movie was self-aware about the female characters or as self-aware about the toxic masculinity as it was in the other film. The other film took that that and did it better, in my opinion. I will say that I didn't like the joke where, okay, so there's one joke where, what's his name? Um, uh, Stu Ruckman, the drug guy, um, was like making a joke about like, I'm not good at oral sex. And then like, he looked around and was like, right. And was like, oh, I just realized that most of the crew is women. And, you know, and I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. fine but then in another scene he says something and a man's voice asks him a quick question and i'm just like oh you already made a joke yeah there are mostly women couldn't get a woman to read that interview question (laughs) yeah you're right you're right you're right um i actually did thought think that that joke about him saying oh i'm in a room full of women was funny because it feels like a creepy thing that that it felt like we're making fun of how creepy, like yeah. how men just assume that women are not going to be behind the camera. That seemed like yeah. a funny joke to me yeah. because it made fun of how women yeah. are treated. No, it was just that joke paired you're right. with the Yeah, you, like joke. it's that's lazy. Have a woman ask the question. It's just mm-hmm. this movie was, I, I, I get that it was like a male cycling competition, but uh, this movie just felt really devoid of female characters that in a meaningful way aside from Maya Rudolph which whereas in seven days in hell you had like um you had the girlfriend and you had Venus uh uh uh, uh not Venus um the tennis tennis player it's um, her sister Serena Serena Williams Serena. um and you had the mother and you had um Oh God, there were a couple of others. Anyway, there were a couple of female characters in there that had like something that moved the story forward, you know? Um, or they had good comedic lines. Oh, Lena Dunham also. Lena, Lena, Lena Dunham Lena had Dunham. some really good lines. I don't know. I th- it's just I don't know. I I Anna. Yeah, I totally didn't think th- th- think about it because I was just trying to enjoy the film and I didn't, I mean, it didn't occur to me. And that's fine. I'm glad you liked this movie. That's awesome. I just found myself not liking it as much as the other one. And the more we sit down and talk about it, I think, I I, I thought, I don't think I was even fully conscious of why until we sat down and talked, picked through it like this. And uh, I I think definitely it was easy for me to go, oh, well, there wasn't that much Andy in it. So I wish there had Mm -hmm. been more Andy. Like that was pretty obvious. Now, what I would like to say is that, uh, so Slim wins the race. Yeah, so Slim just Daveed, like gets back Daveed on. Was a highlight for me in this movie. Like when he was gone, I I was sad, and I'm glad that he came back at the end and won 
But that's like, I mean, I know this movie is broad. It makes no sense. But like, you can't just leave the race and then come back and win the race. Sure, but you also can't be a reporter and keep up with a bunch of cyclists. Like, but you had a motor. Oh, that's true. I guess they did. They did make that. They did make that work. Um. Anyway, uh, so I, I guess that's. I think that's all I have to say about Tour de Pharmacy. Uh, would you recommend? Oh, you got one more thing. JJ A. Right. Yes. J.J. Abrams. Well, there was this whole like French New Wave parody scene in the middle with the cyclists and J.J. Yeah, I, I thought that was I mean, J.J. was funny. There were good cameos in there. Yeah. Um. Look, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't watch this movie. Uh, It was funny. And especially if you're into things like the Tour de France. Uh, Did I say that French enough? Yes. OK, cool. Uh, then sure, watch it. It's of Andy's films. It's not my f- my favorite one. It's definitely not like, I mean, gosh, if I had to rank them, I think I'd put this like I'd go like that's my boy, and then maybe this one because we've just watched so many other great ones. Like Hot Rod was so great, and Celeste and Jesse is so great, and um, and I and I really like Seven Days in Hell more than this. So yeah, I mean, if I'm, I'm if, I, if we're rating it on an Andy scale. I think this is on the lower scale for me, but I still, if you like Andy, uh, I'd still watch it, you know? I think I'd put Hot Rod below Seven Days in Hell and this. What? Yeah. No. Hot for Rod me. is so good. Come, like, I enjoy, I would watch Hot Rod again. I laughed a lot watching Hot Rod. Also, peak Andy hotness. Yes, peak, peak Andy, hotness. Andy hotness. I mean, I'm sorry. Palm Springs, also peak Andy hotness. Different types of Andy hotness, but vintage, that was vintage peak Andy hotness. Palm Springs is like, uh, you know, like, just like. uh, Slightly aged. I don't want to say aged. That seems unfair. Like I'm thinking of, I was about to say aged like a fine wine, but he's not that old. He's like the same age as me. But um, like he's come into his, like he's really, like he was beautiful as a young man when he was in hot rod, but he's uh, like, like, I feel like I almost feel like he's more like, he's like, he just, he looks, he's like beautiful now. Like he's like, yeah, he's, he's cause he's still beautiful, but gravitas. He has more yeah, gra- his gravitas. gravitas. Like his, 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 he's developed, he's evolved. His comedy has mm-hmm. evolved. And there's yeah. something really hot about that to a comedian like myself to see a man to come into his own and to really like evolve his, his work. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Palm Springs is peak Andy Sandberg hotness, like uh, for real. Um, and this was like hmm, for me, this movie. Yeah, so this came out in two thousand seventeen. Yes, yeah, so it was like um, two years, I think, after Seven Days in Hell. Do you want to get? Do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, would you recommend this movie? Yeah, because it's funny, but um, I think it's it's silly and it i think if you go into it knowing it's very silly and very like dude con- con- comedy and that's what you're expecting i think you'll be mm-hmm. sa- sa- satisfied but yes it is very dude says centric dick centric um this movie has part, a, this movie has a hard on for dicks it that, that kind of stuff like if you can just like take take it with a grain of salt and be like, "That's what this is." Like, yeah, it's h- 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 hilarious. But if you're not l- looking for that, then it's kind of like. Eh. I mean, I definitely laughed. 
Um, but if I was going to say like, if you're like, oh, I'm not really into sports, which one should I watch? Like they're both kind of the same type of jokes. Like they're mm-hmm. in the same, both, these are like, you know, very similar movies. Yeah. I would watch Seven Days in Hell. It, I, that's what I would do. Yeah. And I think it really but is. If, but if you my, really like my to be Ziggs, watch this. <laughs> it, I think it really is my, my affinity with the Tour de France that maybe yeah. skewed me to this film because mm-hmm. tennis really b- bores me to death. I just felt like the writing and the directing was tighter for me. In the other I film. also don't like Kit Harrington as much as the these actors. Like I like these actors much more than Which I like. Which is Kit shocking Harington. because you were hard up for Kit Harrington um in the the last time we talked about yes, that movie. But he he didn't I don't know, he was very adorable, but he didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of personality. That's true. I don't know. Which is maybe how I felt about Andy's character. Like Andy has so much personality, and I feel like this character that he played didn't have that much personality. Yeah, he didn't. Other than like the joke about him being a white guy from a rich white guy from Nigeria, there wasn't a lot to that character for me. No. Um, okay. Moments of thirst. Three thirsty moments, three moments of thirst. It was Sarah, whose turn is is it your turn? It's your turn to go first, right? Sure. Okay. So this was hard. I had to. I watched this. It was twice. It was hard. The first time I didn't take notes. Um. So I guess my first would be like. This isn't really. This doesn't really. I don't you know. seem like disappointed. <laughs> like this I is guess the least thirsty I've ever seen you. <laughs> I guess what he's talking is like his douchebag accent, and like, you like it when we first meet him. Like yeah. I think. I think it's kind of cute. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I when, but for me, it's cute. Like a- Andy Sam- Sam- Samberg yeah. doing that voice, not like the like the character. Like, yeah. ew, yeah. ew. But like, just like, I yeah. don't know. All right. Second, you don't seem thirsty. I'm just gonna say <laughs> these next two are are, are more thir- okay. thirsty. So, um, the second one is when a. Adrian and his bikes are tied together and mm-hmm. he looks over at her or him mm-hmm. and rubs her shoulder and just like like just that look that he he gives her him what am I right. saying her. you'd say her she's a yeah. it's a she character yeah, yeah. When he looks at her and he's just like and like mm-hmm. he didn't seem to be like putting on you know how Andy like can sometimes put on mm-hmm. a lot of like like a, an, an emotion or a mood yeah um, when like he's he doing his really... sketch acting yeah this is so he when he was like doing... he had already sort of i think transitioned into more grounded acting at this point yeah so he was doing yeah. a more gra- grounded like just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i i love i adore you like yeah, yeah i really believed it sweet. i actually yeah. really in, like i i didn't love again i spoke at length about how i felt about the casting but i did actually i was very charmed by their storyline and the and their relationship yeah I was uh, very charmed by that. Yeah. Um, and then my third moment of thirst is when um, he breaks off to try to win the race. Mm-hmm, which he doesn't. He passes, he turns the corner and this like African mu- music starts playing and he's like in slow motion and he's like looking at the sun. He's like, and like, so he's the like triumphant squint. cycling. Yeah. And he's like, you know, and like, I'm just like, all right, that's cute. That's cute. Okay. All right. But then Devi right. Diggs totally steals the moment. I mean, he steals the whole fucking movie, honestly. <laughs> um, all right, Sarah. 
Let's I feel like it. I don't think you were thirsty. I think you were offered a glass of water and you took it out of politeness. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I think you were thirstier watching Seven Days in Hell. Um, yes, yes, it was hard to pick moments. And I think that's because there just wasn't a lot. I mean, there wasn't a lot of Andy in this movie or, or there just wasn't a lot of him being featured. Uh, uh, but somehow I managed to uh, being the uh, incorrigible horny person that I am. I, I was able to come up with three moments of thirst. Uh, number one, I'm going to have to give it up to spandex. Oh. Um, you know, I, 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 there were a lot of shots of Andy being interviewed wearing spandex and it was very it was revealing it was it was revealing in a way that i i didn't did look like. at his crotch at all you didn't how could you not what did it look like i don't i didn't look at well, it go back and re- go back and remember, watch playback sarah remember how i don't see nit 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 nipples like yeah, I'm you're nipple blind. Nipple we've blind. already heard, we've already discussed this on the other show that you're nipple blind. If a character uh, audience to to catch you up, Sarah, if there's a movie, if we watch a movie and somebody's nipples are are hard under their shirt, Sarah doesn't notice it. I don't notice. She it. does not see nipples. Also, but also, so you also don't see crotches now. You're also crotch. you're crotch blind. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> not now. Always, I've always, always. been crotch blind. I'm. I I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start right a go. Here. I'm gonna start a GoFundMe right for you. Uh, no, the, the, in the first scene where he is on the fu- on, being interviewed by by Rex, he's like, as, I, I was like, down in Africa. I my eyes immediately like a beacon, uh, like a lighthouse. I was drawn to this to the crotchal area in the spandex. So I I I would like to thank this movie for finally giving us that. Whereas many other movies have hidden, you know, hidden the I'm package actually, from us. I'm actually really concerned about myself. Like, honestly, like, I, what is wrong with me? You look, you like what you like. And if you, and if you want, if you want to keep your eyes up, you keep your eyes up, Sarah. But like, why can't I? Well, but they're wearing bicycle shorts. Why would you not look at the cross? Like, the, I like, like, they're like, like, I, it's I a, don't objectify anyone. Like I, I don't think like that. Said said the know. person who started a thirst podcast <laughs> about Adam Driver and Andy Samberg. Well, so spandex. I would like to thank you, spandex. Right. Number two. I struggled with this a bit, but I had to give it up to the shirtless massage scene. I didn't find this shirtless massage terribly erotic. Like it, it was verging on erotic. Uh, but we never got, but, but Andy did have his shirt off. So I, so I, so I'm going to give points. Also, I did enjoy the trifecta joke. That was one of my favorite jokes in the whole film was the joke about the trifecta, which of course is when you shit, piss and ejaculate at the same time. Oh no, sorry. Shit, puke and ejaculate at the same time. Uh, that was, um, that was funny. Which is horrible. Sounds like the worst. Day <laughs> I don't ever. don't picture it. Do not. Just don't. That was very funny to me. That whole scene. Um, and then lastly, could and I your think your body even do that because you know how like when you're in stress, like your body. I think you probably do could. Things. Could I think, you be horny enough to ejaculate when you're like having? Well, I don't think he was horny. I think he was flu? like being just really massaged intensely and his body had like a 
uncontrolled response. Right? That was what I happened. I want to do research on this. I want to get to the bottom of this. I need to ask some scientists if this is physically possible. Are you a scientist of the human body? Tweeted us at Adam Andy Pod. Is the trifecta physically Can possible? You ejaculate at the same time as puking and shitting. I think you please certainly could. If it happened to you, please don't tell us the story, though. <laughs> I don't want to know. I can't Just know because I don't guess have a dick. Or no is fine. Yes. Um, lastly, uh, and I think the big star here was the thick thighs and I'm going to say thick with two C's. Andy, Andy's thick thighs just rotating on those bicycle pedals. Oh, did I not see this? I love the highlight was one of the highlights of the movie for me. I love thighs, Nicole. You, you know that I know you love thighs and I can't, I was very surprised that you did not comment on his, his, his luscious thighs once in this entire discussion it was shocking to me i'm shocked i need to revoke my (laughs) like andy fan card or like my straight card or whatever you know you can go back and watch this movie again uh, if you want it's on hbo and just Mm -hmm. look at nothing else but his thighs okay just do a thigh just do a thigh watch. watch A thigh, crotch watch. A, thigh, a, thigh, a thigh crotch watch that's the next viewing for you um i also wanted to give some honorable thirsty mentions uh uh to david diggs um one for the jorts because you know i'm pro jorts mm-hmm. and then secondly just for when he's just squatting squatting down to milk that cow hmm I don't remember that. You don't remember when he's talking about the dairy farm and he's like sitting on the stool and he's like <laughs> squatting. Anyway, uh, those are my two honorable thirsty mentions because he's a beautiful man and I, I have to appreciate my thirsty mention for him is just when he breathes, just when he exists. Mm-hmm. As you would imagine, I'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom, but I can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy. I guess it's time for some Adam and Andy trivia. Correct, Adam and Andy's trivia. Because right today you're going to guess a question. I'm going to give you A, B, C options. Ooh, I'm just going to change change it up every time. I like I like it that you keep me on my toes. So Adam and Andy, Adam or Andy, a trivia competition for one. So explain the rules to me this week again. I'm gonna you tell me what to do. I'm gonna ask you a qu- qu- question, question, and you're going to choose A, B, or C. Oh, I love it. Okay, great. This is great. Okay. Why did Andy, Akiva, and Yorma name their production company The Lonely Island? Ooh. A. Okay. It was what their uh 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 their kids nicknamed the lunch table where they sat in middle school. B. It was the nickname they gave their apartment where they all lived together after college. C. It was the name of the first film prop pro, pro project in high school that gained them some attention for, from their cl- 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 classmates. Wow. I desperately want number one to be true. I desperately want that. Um, or number A, Bay, letter A. I desperately want A to be true. Um, I, my gut tells me to go with B. I actually have no idea. So I'm just, my gut is telling me B. Your gut is correct. It's B. Ah, it just seems like a bunch of something a bunch of bros would do. 
Um, yeah. That is fucking adorable. That is the cutest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever heard. Although I des- I'm like, you know how they used to, in I don't know this again, I'm showing my age here, but in the 80s, they used to take characters that shouldn't be babies and make them into babies. Like at one point they took a Ro- Roseanne bar and made a cartoon called Little Rosie where they made her like a little no. girl. Yes. No. And then of course they had the Muppets and they made them into Muppet, Muppet babies. babies. So what I would love is for them to take the Lonely Island and turn them into babies. And then I want to see a whole, I just want to see a whole show about the Lonely Island babies in middle school. I'm pitching it to you right now, Andy. I'm pitching this. Consider this an official pitch. I want to see a movie about awkward, you know, like Yorma Akiva and Andy in middle school, just trying to fucking get, get by without getting stuffed in a locker. Oh and just sitting at the, and forming their own lunch table called the Lonely Island, and I want to see it. And I'm pitching. I that consider this a pitch. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, I want to see that so bad. I do too. So if you want, <laughs> if you if you want it, you you know where to find me at Adam Andy Pod. Just pre- just direct message me, and we'll make it happen. Oh, you look awesome. Come the fuck upstairs. Okay. But wait, I have to warn you about something. What? If you come up here, I'm going to tie you to my bed and keep you for at least three days. I'm just in that kind of mood. Are you ready to spin the wheel? Yes. Okay, so we're going to spin the wheel now. And, oh, also, I I, I did want to mention that um, a listener uh, did... Uh, tweeted us with a suggestion for a a, a, sh- t- a show that we can watch. I can't remember what it's called. Let me see if I can look it up. But maybe Cuckoo? Anyway, uh, a listener did get send us a helpful suggestion. So thank you for that. We really appreciate that. Of a, of a, of a Andy Samberg show that we can watch where he's in like five episodes. So we, we could make oh. like a one episode uh, thing about it. Let me see if I can find. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, Andy is in Cuckoo, uh, and he's only in it six episodes. So yeah. So thank you, thank you for that. We appreciate the suggestion, and uh, we will check that out. Uh, so that's something we can add to the to the uh, Andy wheel. Uh, of course, next the next film we'll be watching is going to be an Adam film. So, are you ready to sp- are you ready to spin this wheel, Sarah? Yes. All right. So, let me get my screen up. All right. Here we go. Uh, so, we've got. Oof! I want to watch this movie so bad. The man who killed Don Quixote. This is where I leave you. What if Midnight Special and Patterson? That's what we've got on the wheel today. So let's spin that wheel. This is where I leave you is going to be our next, uh, going to be our next one. So that's what we're going to go for next. Uh, that, uh, I remember seeing that one, uh, during my early days of quarantine 2014. Uh, that would be, uh, Adam Driver, Jason Bateman, Tina Fey, Jane Fonda, Rose Byrne, Catherine Hahn, Connie Britton, Timothy Oliphant, Dax Shepard. Uh, and the synopsis is, after their father passes away, four grown siblings are forced to return to their childhood home and live under the same roof for a week. 
along with their oversharing mother and an assortment of spouses, exes, exes, and might have beens. That sounds good. So that is that's what if I'm not what if that's this no, is no. where I leave you. This is this where, is I, where leave I leave you. you. Yeah. Okay. So that'll be our next Adam film. This is where I leave you. Um, I'm actually like really looking forward to talking with you about this. I think this is going to be a good one for us to dig into. Um, and I do like I do. I like this character a lot. Um, so I think it's going to be it's going to be a little different, I think, than some of the other stuff we've seen. Um, anyway, uh, so that's it. So come back. A couple things I wanted to I guess a couple things I wanted to plug before we go. Of course, uh, one of the things that I love the most about doing the show, besides watching all these awesome movies and t- talking about these two actors that I love so much. Uh, and I hope I wasn't too harsh on tour to pharmacy. Uh, I love Andy. I did actually laugh a lot. I just, there were like a couple of things that I like that my brain wanted to pick, pick at. Uh, but I do, I did laugh. I did love, I, I love Andy. Uh, I actually wish that the, I had had a little bit more of them, but you know, I guess not, not every movie can be about Andy, but maybe, maybe all of them should be. Like literally all of them, except for the movies that Adam Driver's in. That's and true. those movies should have more Adam Driver. They okay. need to be in a movie together. Anyway, keep going. They do. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, one of the things that we deeply love about this show is talking to you, the listener. So uh, please tweet at us at, at Adam Andy Pod. Uh, what did you think of Tour de Pharmacy? Um, did you disagree with some of the things that we said? Did you have some other thoughts? Um what were your moments of thirst? Uh, let us know. Um, also, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Adam and Andy uh, at Adam and Andy podcast. Uh, the other thing I wanted to plug is our uh, one of our other uh, aliases, our other identities, and that is uh, Critical Crop Top. Sarah and I have been working with uh, Critical Crop Top for the last oof, how many years? I guess That's five. Uh, if we're going into season five of the Feminine Mistake podcast, so Critical Crop Top uh, it, uh, produces this podcast, and it's our comedy group of sorts, I guess, if you want to call it that, our production company. So it produces this podcast as well as the Feminine Mistake podcast. But we also uh, shot a sketch comedy web series. So, so it's really just sketch comedy. Um, and uh, we're I'm releasing the first sketch next week. Yes, as starring Sarah. Allison Hodges, oh, the first sketch. Dear. That's the first sketch that's coming out. That's going to be coming in out. Yes. Uh, yeah. So if you want to check out Sarah and some lingerie, it's a very funny sketch. I'm not going to tell you what it's about because you're just going to have to watch it. Um, it is going to be released on Monday, January 11th. So we're going to be releasing two new sketches every month. We shot them entirely over Zoom um, to, you know, keep everybody safe uh, during this crazy time. So we shot them over Zoom and they're all i think there's i'm really happy with the way they turned out i can't wait for you to see it sarah uh we did it in a really kind of weird way because we were like shooting coverage but over zoom it was it did you use the cloak 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 close-ups all 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 only or somewhat i'm sorry you'll have to see uh but yeah so we did this whole thing where we shot uh all the sketches and shot each everybody's coverage and edited together uh so it's not like a live thing where everybody's in little boxes i mean they are in boxes because it's on zoom but we actually cut the thing together like you would cut a normal sketch anyway you go you don't care you don't care how the sausage is made the point is uh we shot a bunch of sketches and i'm we're, we're really proud of them and they're going to start coming out this month and i'll be releasing uh two of those every month 
um, for the next like five months or so. And uh, that's on Critical Crop Top's YouTube channel. So just look for Critical Crop Top on YouTube, or you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Critical Crop Top and check out Sarah in next week's. Uh, well, I guess actually by the time this comes out, uh, this sketch will already be up. So you can go oh. and watch it right now because this is this episode is coming out uh, on Wednesday the 13th. So the sketch will already be out. So go right now and go to Critical Crop Top and uh, check out that sketch, uh, which I won't tell you what it is. You're just going to have to find out. Uh, but it's uh, it's, gonna, it's Critical Crop Top Sketch Comedy Web Show is the name of the show. So uh, that's it. That's all I've got. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for another, uh, thank you for a amazing first episode of season two. Here we are Yay! in season two of this bullshit. I don't want to be a nerd. Of this bullshit. I don't want to be a huge nerd, but I, I, d- listeners, I did, I did get a little freaked out and go, oh my God, do we have enough? Cause I love doing the show. I'm like, do we have enough? How many movies and TV shows do we have to actually keep this going? Just so you know. I I counted and uh-huh. we can keep this going even if they don't make anything new either of these actors we can keep this going for at least the next 3 years. <laughs> so all of you doubters on Instagram and Twitter peep not not my listeners not 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 me I'm not I'm not taking ownership of you listeners you are independent of you of me. Uh but our least listeners not you doubters but the randos that asked me if how we could possibly sustain this uh, well, guess what? Uh, these guys are prolific. They are not to be fucking trifled with. And we can keep this sh- this bullshit up for the next three years. And I fucking will. Because I love doing this show with you, Sarah. Oh, I will. And then we'll move on to John Krasinski. <laughs> um. <laughs> what was the name? What was the name of that? We, this is not, we're not seriously starting another podcast. Just John podcast. Oh, yeah. We were just going to, we were joking John. about starting a John Krasinski podcast and calling it the Just John podcast. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, we are incorrigible. I love you, Sarah. <laughs> I love you too. Oh my gosh. <laughs>